So welcome to Inside Chat. I'm your host, LA, and today I am delighted to tell you that I have with me HWA's Chief Engineer and Team Manager, Nicola Palacci. So thank you so much for joining me, Nicola. It's a pleasure to see you. Hello. Thank you very much for, for contacting me and for these, uh, this chance to have a little chat. I really appreciate the, the effort and actually the, the program. It's, I think it's really good to let you know, everybody have an inside look about what Formula 2 is and uh, what every team is about. So very nice to meet you to all. Thank you. That's lovely of you to say, and it's a pleasure to meet you. So well, what I always like to start off with is discovering a little bit about yourself, your role, and a history of the team. Yes, sure. So I, uh, I started this year as a chief engineer for the Formula 2 and the Formula 3 project at HWA Race Lab. Um, I joined after, let's say, um, some history in DTM. I've been working for, uh, for Audi, which is the, was the co direct competitor of HWA, being uh, a Mercedes, <laughs> being running the Mercedes car. So I, I jumped on the other side of the barricade for, uh, for just for different program. Um, and um, I'm very, let's say, very focused, very happy to, to be joining the team. The team has a long history, uh, started in 1998. Uh, the founder, uh, Hans-Werner Alfrecht, uh, was also founder of AMG or IMG, which, I mean, it's, it's probably well known in the motorsport or even automotive industry. And after the, his stint at um, IMG, he decided to move and uh, he created HWA, which comes from the initial of his name, which basically took over the, the motorsport branch of IMG. And that's how well all it started. So they started DTM, uh, GT cars, obviously GT3, GT4, that are still being uh, manufactured here. And then uh, two years ago, they started the adventure in the Formula. So uh, with, a, with a brand new Formula 3 team, and basically first with a partnership and then taking over what was Arden in the Formula 2 championship. So there was, a, let's say, a, a, a diversion from the, from the usual field. Nevertheless, the team or the company was involved with the Formula being the producer of the Mercedes engine for the Formula 3 car, which was probably the, one of the most successful engines in the, in the recent history of Formula 3, dominating for several seasons. And... Um, this is basically the story up to today. Yeah, you've had some uh, quite relative success in DTM and, you know, and also in Formula 3 with your P5 finishes and the, the P7. You know, that's, that's um, a, an outstanding result to, to have, you know, for a new team in Formula 3, but certainly carried over from DTM. So I guess that expertise was brought across. Is, is that right? Yes, 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 absolutely. That, um, but, you know, it's... Um, let's say Formula 2 and Formula 3 is a really, really different environment. And we're going from, you know, being manufacturer-baked to basically customer or, you know, being supporting young drivers uh, without a big manufacturer behind you. So it's a, it's a really, it's a very different environment. Requires, uh, let's say, it's the same field, motorsport, but it's done in a very different way. And I think this is the biggest challenge for a big company 
because at the end of the day, HWA is a big company, has over 300 employees, uh, a structure that is uh, closer to the manufacturer side of than the race team. So it's a, it's a big organization. And uh, Formula 2 is designed, let's say, to be agile and quick, which sometimes, you know, doesn't cope well. Uh, so things needed to be adapted, but, you know, we have the, the advantage of a very strong um, structure. Uh, there are a lot of resources, obviously, uh, which are carried over from the past. So it's, a, it, it's an interesting mix. And uh, I think the most important, the most difficult part of it, it's to, to get, uh, you know, the best out of, of both worlds. Yes, yeah, and regarding yourself and your own expertise, you know, you have you have quite a, a vast background, you know, in engineering and vehicle dynamics. Team Rosberg, you know, has popped up there, and even all the way back to catering, which I, I kind of feel like everybody I come across seems to have had some kind of association with that team. Um, but so, so you've obviously brought your own expertise as well to HWA. Yes, yeah, I mean, this is this is one uh, one of the main reasons for uh, for me to join, basically. I have I started actually in uh, GP2 or I, even before it was Formula 3000 International, which was teaming uh, Formula One as the Formula Two is doing now. So it's I kind of closing a loop, uh, going back to where I started, just in this slightly different position. So I've done you know, GP2, uh, went to Formula One, then did uh, DTM, IMSA in the US. Um, so it's it's a kind I would, let's say a diverse kind of background which for sure I feel is helping me, you know, dealing with different, with a different part of the company, for example, because, you know, it's, you need to know a little bit the way the people work. Um, you need to know how a small company or a small race team works and like a big company and a manufacturer works because this is for sure uh, a big advantage because you need to know how to, ta- how to tackle the, both parts and how to have everybody to work together. So this is the, the, main, the main challenge. Uh, besides obviously getting results on the racetrack which is is, uh, is quite important I would say yeah absolutely yeah um so so why did HWA decide on the feeder series you know what does the team gain from it well I mean the at the end of the day there is uh, every company needs a challenge and I think that being uh, having nothing else to uh know to show in the gt or the or in dtm i think that the taking over the formula team it was a it was a good challenge for everyone in the company just to show and get also new expertise on board because once you do uh, dtm for 20 years and you work gt cars for 15 years you know you kind of specialize yourself and as a as a big company you want to broaden your spectrum and i think that uh, formula 2 and formula 3 are you know the, the, the best option you can do obviously it's very difficult you know the, the market is tough um, the competition is very tough I find out that the level of Formula 2 teams is incredibly high even the Formula 3 ones obviously so is, uh, I think that the, the, is the, the challenge that was uh, that, that the company looked after or looked for so you mentioned the um, collaboration with Arden in 2019 for Formula 2. And can you just elaborate a little bit on that for us? And then also just explain if, um, you know, how the team came to be in their own right in 2020. And was that always the plan? Well, I've, I don't know if it was always the plan, 
but it evolved in that direction. Let's say I think that Arden was uh, was willing to focus more on other series because again the Formula Two is a is a big challenge and also you know for everyone on the financial on the organization side and at some point you might want to maybe you know re- refocus your company especially if you know if if you grow so much as as Arden did and with working very different uh, fields and championship maybe there was an aim to refocus on that part and HWA then wanted to get more involved so I think that you know this is this in the end is, uh, is what happened uh, 2019 there was a collaboration some the engineers the mechanics were still uh, from Arden some of the engineers joined and uh, you know it's uh, it was it was good in terms of results and uh, it carried over uh, you know some some of the the good things, other cha- other things change, but at the end of the day, you know, like sometimes it's also true that you know, uh, Germans and um, and British don't always go together well. <laughs> but um, uh, this is what, at the end of the day, there was a, there was a decision to uh, to acquire the complete operation uh, on the German side. And that's uh, where 2020 started. Obviously, uh, again, you know, the, the, the team had uh, also, you know, some very difficult situation. If we talk about, um, you know, drivers that had unfortunate uh, outcome of the racing. So it's, it all, you know, it, it, the, the team uh, in 2020 suffered a little bit of this. Um, and this is one of the reasons then uh, basically... Uh, 2021 is a kind of new start for the team, as for the Formula Two. We're talking about obviously, uh, and is a um, is a kind of new team that has been, let's say, re- restructured, and the the, the, the restructuring is uh, still ongoing, and is a um, is a is a is a new face, and that's one of the reasons as well. Again, that I'm here just trying to uh, to help uh, in this uh, particular phase. So regarding, um, you know, 2020, once you had, um, you know, got gone into Formula 2 in your own right, um, were you able to replace the, the staff that you perhaps lost in that collaboration? Did you already have the, the staff and expertise on site? How did that work? Yes, I mean, um, uh, as the, in 2019, basically the DTM program ended, there was a, let's say, a, a shift of person personnel from uh, from the form from the DTM to the formula team and other some some of the other were uh, coming new some other mechanics for example were coming new and engineers uh, were coming from from other teams so there was a um, uh, a little bit of um, of everything let's say there was a bit you know expertise from many places or other people that were working in the DTM joining the the formula team uh, was a um, more a, a transition let's say uh, then uh, and uh, which basically build the basis to to then develop the team um, uh, from from for this year onwards. Yeah, something that's interested me along the way, and I know will interest our followers, is um, more of, of a logistical side of how Formula Two or how HWA specifically travels to circuits, and you know, once you're at the circuit, uh, how you set up, where you set up, you know, and how you navigate around F1. Yeah, well, the 
let's say the obviously the Formula Two and Formula Three are a support series. So uh, Formula One is the main event, and you have to accommodate uh, around them. So for the vast majority of the European races, we have uh, a track and the owning that goes together. So we have basically we are building our uh, our equipment in the in the paddock. We build our our team there. For other races, for example, which would be Silverstone, the case, or uh, the flyaway, we have garages or tents that are supplied by the organization where we where are located. And usually we are in a, in a parallel paddock. The logistic is now a bit more complicated, but still, um, I'd say there is, a, there is a very good deal on the pit lane. We share the same pit lane, obviously. Um, all the teams are sharing the, the, same, the Formula One pit wall. So we use their facility in terms of the, the screens, the TV, or the place to work, which is, I think, I found really nice. And, and it's really good that you also build some kind of relationship with the other teams, with the Formula One teams. And um, the logistics during the weekend, uh, we, every team has a, maybe a slightly different concept, but everybody has, uh, it's pretty similar. You work in kind of, uh, of group or crews, and uh, you, you, you go to work together, you come back together. And um, this is yeah, the, the, the main idea, let's say, on the, uh, for the time being. Well, you mentioned um, just a moment ago about, you know, using the Formula One um, garages and the pit wall. Um, so do you stick to the same team? Are you, uh, do you sort of use the same pit wall every time or do you just get given a, a different teams, you know, uh, equipment to use? No, basically, the, um, before the start of the season, every team is associated with, the, with one of the Formula One teams. And it usually carries over for, for the season. The only oddball, if you want to call it this way, um, sometimes was, um, was Silverstone, where the Formula One teams are shifted around. But usually the rule is that uh, you, was, for example, we are for the, with the Formula Two, we are at Alpha Tauri. And uh, we share the pit wall with Trident, for example. So there are two teams, two Formula Two teams per um, Formula One um, pit wall. That's quite interesting. Yeah, <laughs> something I've just learned. And, and I guess that that's really great experience for, for the drivers as well, because, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's about for the drivers, it's about preparation, you know, to continue on into uh, Formula One. So, uh, well, in Formula Three, it's obviously a step up into Formula Two. So, so I guess that's a great experience for them as well to have. Absolutely. And I mean, one of the, you know, one of the biggest part of, of uh, the Formula 2 and Formula 3 is that you live in the same environment as the Formula 1. Obviously, when there, was, um, when there were no friction, for example, all the Formula 2 drivers had a Formula 1 pass so they could access the Formula 1 paddock and, you know, start knowing people and making your deals or get yourself known, knock on, you know, somebody's door and say, hey, I'm here, I'm a good driver, I want to win with you. As humble as a driver can, uh, can be, obviously. And uh, so there is, this is the big, the big advantage of, um, uh, of being in the Formula 2 or Formula 3 paddock. There is, a, there is you know, you are seen. And now, especially with the, with the fact that Formula 2 and Formula 3 are separated, there is even more exposure to, to all the drivers, to, uh, to the Formula 1 teams they can see. And I remember also at the time uh, I was doing Formula 1, at some point we were stopping a meeting or something to watch the 
the Formula 2 or GP2 race that was, that was going on because at the end of the day, it was always quite entertaining and interesting. More, more than the Formula 1 sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm hooked. So, so regarding the, the sort of inner workings of a Formula 2 team, you know, what are the challenges that you face, the expectations, you know, the goals? I mean, the, the biggest challenge, obviously, is to fulfill your expectations because everybody wants to win and only one wins. And uh, especially when you have young drivers, uh, you know, they, they expect themselves to excel. And, but it takes, you know, it's, it's a complicated mixture uh, to, get to, the, to get to the top. And you need experience. You need, you know, to, to, to create your racecraft. Uh, speed sometimes is not, is not enough to be in the front. So that a lot of this is managing the expectation and make sure that you can fully yeah, exploit what the, the, the driver's uh, possibilities are. Sometimes you, you have to let them understand that, you know, that they need to do a step back in order to do two steps forwards. And uh, this is one, obviously, one of the challenges in, the, in this uh, series that are, you know, they're forming the, the, the future Formula One drivers and um, provide them with the, with the best support. On our side, obviously, we, we try to, uh, to give them the, the best structure. We have a fixed structure for the meetings, the debriefs. Um, it, try to make it in, a, in the most uh, professional way, in the, in the way that is most similar also to what they will find in the, in the future when they will go to a Formula One team. If you find that the structure uh, of the meetings and uh, the debrief and what the people discuss and how the engineers work is similar is for sure an advantage rather than coming in and being you know kind of coming from from another planet so this is one of the things we, we try to work on obviously make things more complicated because the time in between uh, session in formula two is very tight uh, it's very complicated to slot everything in and to keep every time you know uh, yourself in uh, in check and with the timings with the meetings with the work on the car with looking at the data and obviously the, being formula to um, limiting in terms of personal this is the second next uh, challenge because you have you know you you cannot have unlimited resources or you don't have you know 5 10 15 engineers working on your car and uh, so you have you know one uh, one race engineer one performance data system engineer and, and that's it in terms of engineering. And so it's, it's quite complicated to have a smooth, a smooth day, let's say. Yeah, obviously it's quite noticeable that, that when there's a pit stop, there are far less uh, people around that car. You know, it's especially, especially the, the tyre uh, guys, they're putting the tyres on. And, and why is that exactly? Why is there so few people around that car in a pit stop? Is that a regulation or is, is that um, a financial perhaps reason? Well, it's, it's a regulation and there is, you know, there is a limit in terms of um, how many people you can have in your team. So physically, there is no, no other option than, uh, than the one that are attending the pit stop, plus the regulation is, is such. So it's, um, it's, it's not made for you know, a, a show like the Formula One is or the two seconds or three seconds stop. Still, obviously, you need, uh, there is a lot of training that, go, that goes on uh, with the pit stop crew because being less, you need to do more. So it's uh, somehow it's it's even more relevant. The the the, the mechanic doing the pit stop is, is even more important because it is not a single action, but 
is a complete choreography of how I put the tires on, how I take it off, where I put the gun, how do I move my hands around. Uh, and is uh, is for some reason for some in some way or in multiple way it's more complicated than Formula One. So it's a, it's a, it looks different. It is different and is actually for many reasons more complicated. Yeah, yeah. Well, regarding the positives, how has the new twenty twenty one format impacted the team? Oh, well, it's impacting. We have one race more, which uh, obviously is a, is a challenge in terms of the structure. And, you know, sometimes due to the, to the schedule and you could end up working, let's say, very late in the night because it's, you know, you have one more race in the afternoon or in the evening. Uh, on the other hand, I think for the show, is, it's quite good. The, the, the mix of, of the, the way the grid is the composition of the grid between race one, race two, and race three. It's, I found it, it's quite interesting. It gives the possibility of, for someone that didn't qualify well to still have one or two good races. And the one that qualified well, they can still you know, climb up in the, in the race one and race two. Obviously, uh, that is the, the downside. If you have a bad race one, then even your race two, it's compromised. So perfection doesn't exist. But I think is a, is an interesting uh, change. And I don't know how how the fan uh, like it or not, but uh, for sure it gives um, spice up things quite a lot. Yeah, absolutely. So just thought, I guess on a more personal note again, do you have any standout moments of your own career and then maybe any standout moments for the team as well? Oh, goodness. Uh, I don't know. I mean, um, I've been, let's say, I, I've been quite lucky in my career. Uh, I've been working with, uh, with really good drivers, really good teams. Obviously, uh, my last two years in DTM winning everything, basically, uh, is, uh, you know, I, I, I could take that, but I'm, I'm really happy about many, um, many other times, you know, my, my first win in IMSA or uh, you know, even the, the, some of the performance in Formula 1 with Caterham, we've been, you know, one of the, of the B or C team. You know, sometimes when we were and we when we were still fighting with uh, with Renault, it was still you know pleasant in a different way. So I, it's difficult to 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 take one precise moment. And I think for the team, you know, being able to to compete and be successful in in so many different categories, this for sure is the is the highlight I would say and I thank you so much really for just such a wonderful insight into the team and I think thank what you. comes across to me and what comes across anyway is you you mentioned earlier that uh, the team is quite a large team but it still feels like a family um, from the outside looking in so um, you know that's obviously something that you're a part of and something that you've perhaps helped to create so again you know I wish you every success thank you very much thank you